Okay, we'll go ahead and get let Brent. Um, I've actually worked with Brent this past year. Uh, for those of you that have worked with me in the past, I've been advocating for people to add another crop to the rotation. So I've been working on wheat and uh, Brent actually did a lot of the custom fungicide spring. When you have a lot of small 10, five acre fields on pivot corners, a helicopter comes in handy. Uh, so we did appreciate Brent's work this year working with some of those wheat growers. So thanks. All right, everybody hear me? All right, thanks Nathan. Yeah, like Jay said, this is uh, first first speech since high school, so we'll stumble through it. Uh, yeah, I'm Brent Wolf, Hexagon Helicopters. Um, our shop is about 20 miles northeast of here, west of Bennington. It's our shop. We do um, mostly eastern Nebraska. We do get into Iowa, a little in Kansas and Oklahoma at times. Mostly we try to stay around here, though. Uh, we do liquid, as you can see, there's a load truck and the spray booms in the tank underneath. Uh, and we do cover crop, and this is our bucket right here in the corner, and uh, we've been keeping busy with that. The last We've been in business two years. I've been doing it ag work since 2004, a little airplane, a little helicopter mixed in. I definitely, I'm a helicopter guy, so I kind of stuck with that route. Um, two years ago, struck out on my own, and so far so good. So we're talking about cover crops today. Um, wanted to get a lot of questions. Um, I'm sure most people here have know that you can see with an airplane. You gotta show of hands, most people know that. How many have actually used an airplane? Okay, how many people before this conference knew you could do it with a helicopter? Very many. How many have actually used a helicopter? Fair amount, all right. So I get a lot of questions, guys call, asking all kinds of different stuff. Um, when Keith called me and asked me to present here, that was kind of the natural part of the presentation is what all does it take? Equipment, when do you do it? How long does it take? All that good stuff. So just to go through that, you need equipment to do it. You wanna pick your seed, when to do it, how much. A few things we've learned along the way, tips. Um, why guys do it by air? And then we'll have some questions at the end. So first off, you need the equipment. Uh, we've got a it's a 2005 Robinson helicopter built in California. Uh, it's a piston engine. It's six-cylinder air-cooled, burns avgas, which is basically fancy gasoline, expensive gasoline. Uh, yeah, built in California, uh, pretty reliable. Fairly, relatively speaking, they're cheap to operate, which is good for everybody. Uh, the equipment, the key piece for the seating is the bucket. My wife was uh, nice enough most of the time to let me use her space in the garage one winter. And I built that in my garage. A lot of trial and error and a lot of uh, redoing things to get it to work right, but uh, it, it works good now. Um, swath width, we can get, depending on the, I guess the ballistics of the seed, how far it flings it, we can get up to a hundred foot swath. Uh, a lot of what we do, cereal rye stuff, usually run that at 70. If we get oats or something not quite as, a little more fluffy, we'll go down to 50 or whatever, whatever fits the seed. Um, holds 18 cubic feet if you fill it to the top. If you fill it to the top, the wind's gonna blow a fair amount of it out. So we usually carry 400 pounds of seed in this, which typically cereal rye type thing is about half full. If you got oats or whatever, it starts at two thirds, whatever. Um, empty, it weighs about 185 pounds. You can see the little Honda, just like on your lawnmower, five and a half horse Honda. There's a little spinner, a little belt. You can kind of get the idea there. Um, let's see. 
the gate mechanism. They actually sell these buckets. A company out of New Zealand makes a lot of them. They're like $25,000 if you want to buy one. So that's another reason I wanted to buy, build my own. Um, they have, everybody seemed to have their own issues. The New Zealand one, super expensive. The gate mechanism I didn't like. Uh, there was a company in Oregon that makes them. They're made for fertilizer. So the spinner from where the seed drops out and the spinner is about a foot of just, it's just falling. Well, you're flying 60 miles an hour through the air. Most of your seed's gonna get blown out the back before it ever hits the spinner. So I decided I would make my own little design. Um, this is a gate mechanism. We actually got it patented. That was a, a uh, interesting process in itself. But uh, this gate mechanism, there, this is when I was testing it. There's actually an actuator that sits right in here. That's a, it's a 24 volt, like an industrial actuator. Um, but we can control the gate opening from inside the helicopter, just a little knob. So this piece basically plugs the hole and then when you flip the switch, turn it on, it pulls up and you can adjust how far out it pulls. Uh, there are some taper. You can kind of see the taper right there at the bottom. Also some slots there. We want to be able to go from 100 pounds down to less than 10 and still be able to accurately eater it. Um, another key component is how to load it. A lot of guys, I've known guys that load them with five gallon buckets. You can imagine how long that takes. Um, this is a seed tender, just like anybody used to fill their planter. Um, that's how we load it. And this is our kind of our load bag. As I'm out spreading one load, Taylor here is uh, basically augering into this bag and there's a load cell set up right there so we can know exactly how much for calibration. We know we got 400 pounds or 410 or whatever it is. So uh, that works pretty slick and it's quick to load. 10, 15 seconds, we're back going again. So it goes pretty quick. Another thing you need is a good loader guy. This Taylor right here, he's sitting right out there. He's been with me since the start. He's been great. Uh, it'd be hard to do it without a good guy on the ground. Uh, little collared green right there. Threw that next to the shop. I'm gonna clean out the bucket. It grew obviously pretty well. Uh, so we got equipment, we need seed. We need, uh, typically most, probably half of what we do is straight cereal rye. Um, that's, it's fairly cheap, easy, it just works. Uh, guys, as they get more different goals in mind, you know, radish, turnip, buckwheat, all the things everybody else has been talking about today, people throw those in depending on what they're trying to accomplish. Um, this last year we had quite a bit of oats. Um, yeah, it works as good as anything, seems to, and it winter kills, depending on what you're wanting. Uh, let's see. Seed, how much? So typical, like I was talking, cereal rye, 40 to 60 pounds. We've done anywhere from 20 to 120, which with 400 pound loads, that takes a while. So as you can imagine, um, yeah, do a lot of 25, 40. Cereal rye tends to bump up the pounds though, get 40 or 60. Had a lady call uh, a month ago, asked for two pounds of turnip. So you cover a lot of ground doing that versus 120 pounds. Um, tips for aerial. There's some guys talking earlier up here, ryegrass. From an applicator standpoint, I don't like it. It's fluffy. It's hard to spread. If you can imagine trying to throw a golf ball and then ryegrass be like throwing a feather. It just, it just doesn't work. Um, and if you do get it to spread out and there's any sort of wind, it's gonna float around and skips, whatever. Not a good stand, I guess. Um, Far seed. The seed guy this morning was talking about getting your seed tested and all that good stuff. That is a good idea. Um, 
We have a fair amount of guys that will buy seed from their neighbors. We'll put it on. It's still probably a good idea to get a germ test just because you never quite know. Um, we had one guy, neighbors harvested it. He was in a hurry because I think he was trying to plant beans, but he was harvesting when it was basically raining. So harvested that in June or July, whenever it was. We show up in early September and he had an old gravity wagon and it was, it just stacked up. I mean, there's, it would cake up three feet and then a big chunk would. Amazingly though, most of it grew. I could not believe it. He wanted to put it out. He said, I don't care. It's what seed I got. He wants to put it out. Uh, seed, as far as cleaning, a lot of guys ask if they need to clean the seed. Uh, for us, it's not necessarily required. It's probably a good idea if you got weed seed or, or whatever going on. Um, this type of thing, little fluffy stuff, not a big deal. This stuff here, you get straw like that in there and you'll have old Taylor over there cussing at you because it plugs up the streams and it doesn't flow through the bucket very well if you get very much of it. Um, if you do get the last bit of the bin, that's usually where all the fluff is. So yeah, that tends to cause problems with flow and, and a lot of other things too. So you got your equipment, you got your seed, when do you do it? Most of the time, it's in the fall for us. Uh, corn's eight foot tall, beans are waist high. Um, April 15th, guys will start kicking the doors. September, first, second week of September is probably the peak of it, you guys are most interested in it. We will go in October, sometimes into November. That starts to get pretty late. You don't get a lot of fall growth out of it. Uh, beans, we don't do a lot of beans, probably 80% on corn. Um, but yeah, usually wait. A lot of guys recommend wait until the first leaves start to turn yellow on beans in order to get it to, especially if you got thick stand. There's no sunlight gets in there. Makes it a little tough for it. Um, most of our stuff's in the fall. We have done some in the spring, V4. You guys were just talking about that. Um, we can do it. If your applicator can't do it and doesn't want to do it, look for another applicator, I guess. Um, but yeah, this is some, actually Chad Christensen about Hooper. 60 inch rows, we did this, I want to say first week of June, something like that anyway. Um, but it works, it works good. Um, had a request for somebody in March, just the other day a lady called me. So why not, we'll try it. Uh, got those figured out, how much is it gonna cost? Um, Seed prices, other people kind of covered that. Depends on how much you put on, what you put on. Um, our prices, we base it on a, a flat fee per acre and then so much per pound. So for most of these applications, it's just around about 12 to $15. That's the idea. Airplanes will probably be in the general vicinity. They typically, because it takes them so long and so many loads, they will charge a, for a certain rate, 50 pounds per acre, say, have a price for five within five miles of the airport or they might have and then above that they'll have a price that's up to 10 miles up to 20 miles price keeps going up um, a lot of these programs obviously cost share stuff nrcs what county you're in what watershed you're in just talk to your local guys and they'll they'll steer you the right way um, tips for success on doing aerial <clears throat> the three main pieces Soil contact, moisture, and sunlight. Uh, as you can see, that was right next to a shop. That's just old clay, nasty dirt, but they work. They get moisture, they sprout. I think a lot of the interseeding, you guys talking about wanting to seed soil contact. I think, in my opinion, that's because there's moisture in the soil. So the seed immediately gets moisture, starts growing. Three, four days, like guys are used to seeing with their corn, it's out of the ground. If you do broadcast it, you have to wait for those conditions to occur on the surface. 
So that may take a week or maybe even two. You just might have to be a little more patient. Uh, moisture, it's good to, good to have rain on it. Um, some guys will run their pivot around it. As soon as we get done, they'll run their pivot. Um, yep, yeah. and sunlight, that's the next one. This, this picture doesn't do it justice. This is seed corn field. And this is the mail row right here, another one over here. But uh, like I said, it doesn't do it justice. This in between the rows over here, it was maybe four inches tall uh, where it got extra sunlight. Obviously, it's seeded at the same time. Extra sunlight, that was at least a foot tall, if not more. Really green, thick, looked great. But it's just, that's easy trial, just got more sun. Um, if you're looking for an applicator, it's a bit of trial and error to get your calibration right. Hopefully you're not the guy that is the error part of that trial and error. Um, find, find your seed early, Last, uh, 2008. A lot of guys must have got caught off guard with seed suppliers. Uh, started running out of rye late in the year. They were mixing wheat in with it. Anyway, if you know you're gonna do it, line up your, line up your seed. The prices, along with that problem, the prices go up. Um, as far as getting on an applicator, get on the list early. Just call and make an initial Say, hey, you know, I'm thinking about doing this in two weeks or whatever. Uh, guy that's talking about waiting for rain forecast. Well, if you do that and the other 10 guys do that as well, if you're not the first or second guy to call, you're going to be out of luck. So don't, don't plan on getting your stuff done the next day when the forecast comes out. Uh, advantage of aerial. This is kind of a neat picture. That's a, I think that's a turnip right there in the crack. Just gets moisture, it goes. Um, one of the advantages of aerial. You can cover a lot of ground. I think our best day this year was 800 acres and it was a pretty heavy rate. We just, a lot of good fields. We put out 54,000 pounds, I think that day. Um, we don't run over the beans, standing beans, corn, whatever, doesn't affect us. Um, some of the bet and muddy, no problem. If you get it before the rain, that's great. We've had some really, really good stands the day after the rain. Just the humidity, whatever, it, it works good. Um, that time of year, the August, September time period, you guys are thinking about, we're getting ready for harvest. And a lot of times people don't have the people or equipment available. They're tied up or their minds on other things or whatever. That's, that's kind of where we come in. Um, one reason to get it in early rather than waiting until after harvest, uh, you get more heat, sunlight, moisture, all the things you need to, to grow a good cover crop and you can get more grazing growth. The sooner you can get that seed out there, the more time it has to capture all these things. And depending on whether you want soil cover, root growth, all those things, the longer it's out there, the more time it has to do those things. So kind of cover what we needed. You got the equipment, you got the seed, when to do it, how to do it, all those kind of things. With that, the quick and, quick and dirty of helicopter seeding. Perfect, thanks Brent. You bet. Give Brent a nice hand. Brent, uh, as an aerial pilot, would you define your uh, comment about fairly reliable? What was that referring to? Your helicopter. Oh, the helicopter itself? Yes. Oh, I think that was, uh, I might have said reliable. I meant uh, fairly, in a, fairly cheap, I guess. I know. I know what you meant. It's been pretty reliable though. Yeah. We've only had a few little issues. 
Perfect. Well, when if, he, if there when, is such a thing as a little when issue. he flew fungicide on my field, I didn't see any issues. I watched him the whole time to make sure he covered the whole field too. <laughs>